Hello, I'm Nikki Patrick and welcome to It's Somewhere in the Bottom of My Handbag. Each episode, my expert guests will share three top tips that you can put into use straight away or you can store them away in your handbag until you or a friend needs them. Today we have three top tips to help you as your child starts school for the first time. It really is a whole new world and I hope we can help you to enjoy the journey. But before I introduce you to my guests, I would like to share my three top tips. When my daughter first started school, I sprayed my perfume on every item she wore so that she could breathe in the smell of home if she felt a little bit higgledy. We also popped a photo of us all as a family into her school bag so she always knew we were with her. And every day, my husband would come up with a new drawing on the school snack banana that would always have We Love You written on it and loads of hugs and kisses. I hope you enjoy these top tips and please share them with parents and carers to help everybody feel ready and prepared for those first days of school. And by the way, that tip with the perfume... I did that every school day up until my daughter was 13 and then she found her own perfume that she wanted to use. I'm delighted to welcome Emma James onto the podcast. Now, Emma is a busy mum of two, five and two-year-old. Can you imagine? No sleep whatsoever. (laughs) And Emma is a school leader and a support to prepare you for primary school. Now, Emma, it's lovely to have you on the podcast. So you're from every day's a school day, which I love that phrase. It's such a great one, isn't it? Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Um, Yeah, it seemed to make sense with the business where we support people to get ready for school. And uh, we are constantly saying to ourselves, my business partner and I, that we learn things all the time. So every day is a school day. Yeah, it's a great, great one, isn't it? Now, you were a head teacher. I was, yes. I've been head teacher for quite a few years now, two different primary schools before I had my first little girl and then in between first and second down in Devon is where I live. So yes, two different primary schools, very different journeys, but a really busy and exciting role. And now I work with the same schools that I was head teacher at and I support across our multi-academy trust. How lovely. So you still got your hand in at your old school. I still get to see people, yeah. I get to go and have a cup of tea, which is lovely. Not recently much in the last year. Hopefully we'll be able to do that a little bit more as we move forward. Yes. Now, I am feeling slightly nervous now the fact that I know that you were a head teacher. <laughs> I'm a really lovely head teacher. And we're all actually, I mean, I won't say the word normal, but we're all just normal people and we're lovely. I think that's one of the things people say to me. Oh, you're really quite nice. I'm like, yeah. Most head teachers are. <laughs> They're just normal people. Yeah, but it's a tough job, isn't it? I mean, not. I mean, probably the kids are the easy bits. The parents that are the nightmares. It's definitely a challenge, um, and I guess it's like with any business or job, in the sense that you you know you can't please everybody, and it's just trying to make sure your communication's really clear and that you're just doing the best you can for the children and the families. And it's certainly, yeah, certainly a busy, challenging job. The adrenaline was usually quite high, but yeah, it was good. I can imagine. So, I mean, you are going to be the most equipped person to give top tips for parents on your children starting primary school because you've seen every scenario going, I would imagine. I've 
seen a lot. So I, before I was a head, I was a reception class teacher. That was a year group I mostly worked with. My early years trained. So that's what I'm really passionate about is helping people through that preschool, those preschool years to feel confident about getting into school and then just really enjoying that first year and, um, and thriving and finding it exciting rather than scary. Although it, it does feel a bit scary, but just sort of balancing that and managing it. And that's one of the things with the business that we hope to give people because it, there's not a lot out there for people in that preparing for school phase. So, yeah, hopefully other tips I'll give, are they're not too scary. They're simple things that you can just do to feel organised and ready. Oh, well, thank you, Emma. Let's go straight in with tip number one. Okay, so the first thing I think is about just being organised. Now, people get organised in different ways. So it's kind of how it works for your family. But I always think that, you know, knowledge is power. And you'll probably know this, Nikki, but when you've got children at school, there's a lot of information that starts coming your way. So whether you've done preschool or childcare before, school's big. There's lots of information that's going to start flooding in of things to do and special days to attend and, you know, whether to wear school uniform or not on certain days. So just being really aware of the communication that's going to come in from school is really good. So things like setting up the phone number on your phone and the website, you know, having that as a favourite Lots of schools do really great things where you can link up like your your calendar on your phone with their calendar for the school. They usually have an app that you can use. So just getting ahead of the curve in knowing what communication is going to be coming your way is really useful to get started with. So you don't go into it feeling like you're behind. And then just use any organization that you, you know, find best. So I love an old school calendar on the wall, or we've got a whiteboard this year um, on our fridge where we've got different sections and we just put, you know, what's happening this week, those sorts of things. Or if you like a, you know, a planner or a diary, that's great, or an on, you know, a calendar on your phone, whatever you one, just get that set up and think about who you share it with as well. So if there's other people that do pick ups and drop offs, make sure those things are available. It can very much fall, I find, to one member of the family to be that admin person for school. And it's quite a big job. So getting organized with how you're going to tackle that, who's going to do which bits, you know, does one person sort out the school lunches and one person sort out the drop offs, those sorts of things and breakfast club and after school club can be good. So just getting aware of it and making a list to start you off is a good that's my top tip to start with thank you I'm slightly nervous about the whiteboard I can just see someone falling into it and rubbing all the information <laughs> no it's no. that really high it's that really high it's fine <laughs> just, can you so imagine know, like, who's picking up we've got a really complicated sort of who picks up and drops off so and it, it just helps me to know like, right it's Tuesday right who's picking up who's dropping off what time do I need to do that and as they get bigger and they start doing things like clubs and going home at different times it's just nice uh, that's how I like but different people like different things some people just want it on their phone but I just I'm not massively organized necessarily but I like to try to be yes no I like that no I'd have to write it down in a hard copy just so that there were no wiping accidents okay yeah that's, that works for you yeah absolutely yeah. whatever works trying you. to read it off the back of a t-shirt back to front what's yeah, your yeah. second tip so the second tip is, is more about kind of feeling prepared and feeling like your child or children are prepared. So one of the things that we talk a lot about is, and this is a bit of a life tip, I guess, that loads of people talk about, is ditching the comparison. So it's really easy when we talk about starting school as this big milestone. There's a lot of um, noise out there around, you know, how many things your child needs to be able to do to be ready to start school. And one of the things that we really like to do is dispel that myth, because if we go back to remembering what children were like when you know as they were babies 
we know that they all develop and grow at different times. You know, they will have potty trained at different times to each other. They will have, you know, started to talk at different times, started to walk at different times. And it's quite easy to be, um, you know, panicked into feeling like, well, they all start school at this one day, you know, and they've all got to be the same. And actually, children are really different. They should be different. They're all unique and wonderful. And trying to, you know, not get worried by all of the stuff out there that's saying your child needs to do all these different things to be ready for school, actually. They're all different ages when they start school. They're all going to have different abilities. They're all wildly different personalities. And that's brilliant. That's what's special. In fact, I say this all the time, it's what teachers love best about their job. Having 30 different bubbly personalities, children who may be a bit more shy, children that want to talk, don't want to talk, all of those things is what they love best about the job, welcoming them all into that class on that first day. So try not to get worried about all the things that you can see out there they need to do. Ultimately, the only things children really need to be able to do when they start school, and I'm not saying this necessarily has to be easy either, they just need to be able to separate from the the person who's dropping them off. And again, they might find that a bit tricky and that's okay. The teachers will be there to support, um, but they need to be able to separate. And then they just need some ways of communicating their needs. They just need to be able to ask for help, you know, tell someone if they get stuck or need something and everything else will, will happen at school. Of course, there's other things that, you know, they will definitely be able to do before they go. But those are just the two things. And if you don't worry about all the rest, you know, will they be able to be dropped off? Will they be able to communicate their needs in any way that is, you know, it might be verbally, it might be pictures, it could be sign, whatever that is. If they can communicate some needs to an adult or a friend, they're going to be just fine. That is really good. I love the ditch, the comparison as well. And also, if you know you've got a child that is hard to separate, it's worth having a chat with them beforehand. Because I know with my daughter, we had to use distraction. So it was like, but she's not going to want to leave us. But if you can distract her, then we can go and she'll be fine. And it's it's the lurkers, isn't it? Because I used to teach um, little ones ballet and it's the lurkers. It's like drop and run. I promise you they'll be fine. If you keep lurking and keep popping in, they'll see you again. Then they get all upset again. And then you start to. So I'm all for the drop and run SAS approach. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Have have that chat early doors. And actually, really interesting. One of the things in the the schools I work in at the moment, we've seen over the last 18 months, because parents haven't been able to go into classrooms one of the biggest impacts positive impacts that we've seen of the of the pandemic is that drop-offs have been so much smoother because they're having to drop off at the door and there's a plan in place and it's the same for everybody so it was one of the things that we talked to our families about saying try to see that as a real positive not a negative like it's nice to go in but you're right it sort of elongates that separation so Go. Rip that plaster off. Brilliant. Exactly. Go Um, and have a coffee. Yes. What's your origin? No, I'm not I'm not advising. Maybe just before pick up. (laughs) Yeah, not advising taking alcohol and picking up children, but metaphorically it's a nice thought, isn't it? Right. And your third one. That actually links very well in. It's a good segue. What with the the drinking? Yeah, basically. (laughs) The third thing that um, I think is really important is for families and adults, parents, carers, whatever your role is in that little child's life, is to look after your own self. I talk about it like put your own oxygen mask on first. It's a really big deal for children to start school, but the biggest deal is for the adults more than the children. Your children, very often, majority of children, you know, it's a big adventure for them. It's really exciting. They crack on and have this great time. And we're left at the gate thinking, oh, hang on a minute. Four years ago, they were this tiny little baby. And what's happened? Oh, it's really emotional. I mean, there's a real mix of emotions. There's, 
you know, some pets are really excited about it and can't wait to pack them off. Others are thinking, oh my goodness, this is so emotional and, and scary. Um, so it's just, my tip is about parents thinking about that and kind of validating their own feelings and having a little bit of time to, you know, wallow in the baby pictures if you need to. Think about, you know, how much they've grown and how exciting it is. And then the one thing that I always say to people is, on that first drop-off, no matter what you're doing, even if you're heading off to work, plan something really nice that you can do after that drop-off, even if it's just a phone call with a friend or a quick coffee on your way somewhere or, you know, if you've got more time, plan something as a bit of a celebration for you because they're off having their own adventure. As I said, you're kind of the one stood at the gate thinking, oh, right, that's that then. What shall I do next? So plan something in for yourself um, to celebrate making that milestone because it's um, it's a big one getting into school and, it, and it's exciting, but you need to do something that, uh, yeah, recognises all your hard work for getting them that far. Yeah, definitely. And also, top tip, wear sunglasses. So if you have got a little bit of a tear coming, they can't <laughs> see. it all out. <laughs> <laughs> you can whip them off when they've gone in. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for those, Emma. That's brilliant. So the first That's one, okay. be organised. Knowledge is power. You'll get lots of information so be ahead of the game get all your numbers sorted get on to all the groups before you start and be aware of what's going to be coming number two feel prepared and ditch the comparison and this is such an important one isn't it it really really is and think about your child's needs you know do they struggle to separate make sure that they can communicate their needs and they're the things that you're focusing on and number three look after yourself it's going to be a very emotional day for some. So make sure you plan yourself something nice, even if it's a quick coffee or a quick chat with a friend after it's happened. Absolutely, definitely. And just to say about the first one being organised, also recognise that there will definitely be things you forget. And even if you are like super, super organised parents, you will forget things along the way. I've shipped her off to forest school with no coat and I've shipped her off to, you know, other things with the wrong clothing. So don't be hard on yourself. It's tricky to be on top of the admin. Yeah. But, um... And they survive, don't they? they and that's oh, the biggest thing. She was a bit cold, but there we go. Yes. <laughs> Kids do this every year. It happens every year and yeah. they are all fine. Whatever your worries are, I promise you, they will be fine. Thank you so much, Emma. It's lovely. It's nice to just have those tools, isn't it, for a bit of reassurance and to help you feel prepared as well how can we find you so you can find us on our facebook or instagram so we are every day's a school day and we have a free community group called the school starters hub which is on facebook as well um, and our website is www. it's the initials of every day's a school day so it's edasd.co.uk Thank you so much, Emma. And for everybody that's now probably planning a school shoe trip as well, that has to be one of the biggest nightmares of school oh, uniform. Oh, really difficult. I know. And then they grow, don't they? And I think at the moment, because people are having to you know, book their slots, that like you're booking an appointment now, and there's quite a lot of people that we work with are saying, oh, book my slot for the end of August. Yeah, and it's an investment as well. School shoes are a bit of an investment. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they last longer than a few weeks. Well, I had a bit of an annoyance. So at the end of the autumn term, um, we couldn't find, well, started the when they went back to school again for the bit of the spring term they went back for. Couldn't find her shoes anywhere. We thought they have to be at school. She went back, couldn't find them anywhere. Then on the last day of the summer term, because we had to go and buy more shoes, the teacher held up this bag and said, whose are these? And someone in the class went, oh, and then they said they were my daughters. It's like, couldn't they have said that back in spring? <laughs> Very, and of course, they, they don't do fit lost. anymore. So, um, yes. 
And at the age of 14, I think they've cost about 55 quid or something. Like, no. They're a lot. They're a lot. I know. Even little ones are a lot. But. Yeah. <sighs> well, on that note, thank you so much, Emma. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I've loved it. Take care.